What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Franchise Unpacked Quarantine Edition. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Zach. And I'm one of your hosts, Dave. Yeah, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you doing, Zach? I'm doing good. Uh, We were, just before we started rolling, we're talking about, we got, you know, it's been a video game day. We got, uh, Dave's wonderful wife is playing some Animal Crossing, you said? Yeah, they're, uh, my wife and my roommate are playing Animal Crossing right now on uh, the couch. Uh, Nice. We're going to do some, so apparently, uh, by the time anybody hears this, this won't be any useful information, but for you, Zach, if you have Animal Crossing, there's supposed to be a meteor shower tonight, so we're going to be up wishing upon a star you know this this is probably like sacrilege but i uh i sold my copy of animal crossing (laughs) oh man you sold it already (laughs) yeah i I call that a uh uh mike dan's move or a previous guest of uh (laughs) soggy boy soggy boy himself uh, mike dan's uh he sells a lot of games right away he sold red dead redemption after he killed i think his 20th horse or something so oh, really uh, yeah he's yeah he's infamous for it but uh, yeah i i don't know it was, it was Mike, a lot of I fun listen to this episode <laughs> you know i i had a great time with it for like a week and then i don't know i just kind of got bored like i had no drive to do anything and it's yeah oh yeah it's a collection game but it's also we're getting really into the farming aspect of it like we have yeah. our, i have orchards of trees and my flowers and stuff and oh my gosh it's great it's it's uh it's a lot of fun yeah yeah and that's why i really dug uh stardew valley for that reason yes uh kim was playing that earlier and i said hey let's this is co-op that uh but there is a co-op version of stardew valley so yeah. for all of you out there in yeah. quarantine land if you like kind of just like a meaningless farming game that you can just idly waste time with your uh, partner on and go there for it, it. Is. those are the best ones exactly but uh we're not here to talk about no idle farmers. No, no, we aren't. He's uh, he not an idle plumber. <laughs> we're uh, yeah, we're continuing our uh, our Mario saga. Um, we started it last week with uh, the original like Mario, like the two D Mario's mm-hmm. for NES and Super Nintendo, uh, and we we didn't get to talk about Mario Kart last week. We got a little sidetracked. So this week we're going to be talking about what I think is like one of the biggest staples in video game history, which is super Mario 64. Um, and we're also going to be talking about Mario Kart, which will sort of dip into the original Mario Kart on the super Nintendo as well. Um, and kind of like we always do, I just wanted to see, uh, Dave, like what was your, I know we talked about your first experience with Mario, but do you remember your, your first Mario 64 experience? Yeah, it was Christmas morning. Uh, so it was that, what was it? 94. Was it 96 or 95? Whatever year uh, Space 96. Jam came out. Yep. Yep. Okay. Because I remember I had a bunch of Space Jam toys along with <laughs> my father setting up our Nintendo 64 on our family room big screen. My brother, we had we had Mario 64 because that came with the system. Uh, we had gotten it the night before at Christmas Eve. We opened up that. It was kind of like our big gift. And then we also had Pilot Wings and Wave Race. Uh, because, and they got Wave Race because they're like, well... We have two boys, so there needs to be a multiplayer game and neither Pilot Wings nor Mario were multiplayer. So my mom was right. like, well, we'll spring for this. And all three are, are just truly like some of the most historic games for me. Like I like truly like influent, very influential. I mean, there were also all the 3D. It was my first, you know, you had uh, you were flying around in Pilot Wings. You Mario was the first kind of sandbox game that I yeah. we've talked a lot I mean, about sandbox games. And, and I, it was just huge. It was it was interesting, too, because it wasn't necessarily sandbox in the style that sandbox is considered today. Yeah. But man, it was it was big, though, for the best first entry you could have. 
I think, yeah. with the sandbox game. Yeah. And, it, and it was, you know, due to the limitations of the console, it was sandbox sort of, I mean, I, I don't know if full sandbox, but like sandbox, but contained, you know, like you had to go to these separate worlds, but then these worlds were these huge playgrounds. Yeah. Um, it was almost like you got multiple little sandbox games in one. Well, and the coolest thing, too, was the overworld being at Peach's Castle, kind of yeah. that like and the grounds around it. It would things would unlock around it. So you had this kind of home base, which I always love, like in any sort of open world, like GTA is a great example. You can build your own or you can have your own house. You can design, you have a home base. You can go back to right. Things will unlock in, or you'll get abilities. You might get a couple extra stars in Mario 64 because there's bunny rabbits to chase around now because you have access to this room. It just, there were so many, I think things that they didn't have to do, but they did that were above and beyond at the time for, like we said, a, a sandbox game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And uh, for me, it was, uh, this was like definitely during the time that my brother and cousin were doing yeah. more of the gaming. Um, and I was just kind of like, I don't know, backseated. I was only uh, 96. So I would have been six years old, but you well, could watch and man, it was just so cool. Oh yeah. It was, it totally it was, was. a whole new format. Yeah. And it, I mean, that was, I don't know. It was a pretty freaking cool time to be a to be a six year old because I was right on that cusp of seeing things go from these old school graphics to sort of this new 3D look, um, which sort of brings me to one of the first uh, little bits of trivia that I wanted to discuss. Uh, apparently, they were starting to sort of develop the Mario 64 look on the Super Nintendo. Um, OK, and they the reason that it wasn't on the Super Nintendo wasn't because of hardware limitations necessarily. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't have looked as good, but they sure. wanted to do a 3D Mario. But they just found that the Super Nintendo controller couldn't handle the 3D movement as well because it was yeah, no control you, stick. No joystick. Yeah. And I was going to ask you because last week we covered kind of that 2D spread, including like the break into the Super Nintendo era. But I mean, Paper Mario it's it's got that Donkey Kong country style, like above ground through or like, I don't know how you even describe it. Like, it's almost 3D. It's beyond. I think it's beyond 32 bit whatever, you know, like the Super yeah, Nintendo. I, like, I, was I don't know about, the, about that. But yeah, I mean, it's I, I that makes it sound like I totally doubted you. Ah, Dave, I don't know. No, about no, that. Yeah, no, no, I <laughs> neither do I. I didn't major in any of this. We're, right. we're both arts majors. So yeah, exactly. Liberal arts degrees. Liberal so. degrees. Woo. But yeah, but I mean, it's. Paper Mario was really interesting. Um, I mean, I know it, it, that was kind of more on the 2D side. Um, or wait, I, was Mario RPG? Is that the one I'm thinking of? You might be. Yeah. Yes, that's the one I'm thinking was of. Paper Where Mario, too. Mario RPG was on the Super yes. Nintendo. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mario RPG. That's what I meant. The one okay. from Super Nintendo. Yeah. Because yeah. Paper Mario was also an RPG. Um, it was, yeah. And I never actually... I mean, I've played Paper Mario, but I've never beaten it. I would love to go back and like really dive into that one. Well... Uh, did we announce this last week? But they did for future of the franchise. They announced a big old pack of well, Mario games. Including I don't know 64, if it's been right? officially announced. I think it's oh. like it's like a heavy, very, very likely rumor. I mean, come on. We're coming up on an anniversary, aren't we? Yeah. 35th. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect for it. Then. What are we talking about? Yeah, exactly. It, it'll yeah, happen. It, I don't if you don't do it now, you have to wait till the 50th. Right. right exactly. Like, that's way too big of a spread. Yeah. And I think I, I'm sure they'll do something with it, but I don't I just don't know the extent. You know what I mean? Oh, it should just be a full library. Oh, that'd be amazing. Why not? Wouldn't that just be magnificent? Well, I don't know what they can do as far as 
remastering, remaking, all that sort of stuff with the full library. But what if they've been doing that this entire time? That would be epic. If they, That'd be incredible. No other company could do that. But I mean, really, though, if they released a, a collection that had Mario 64, the original Mario yes. Kart, Paper Mario, yep. uh, Sunshine, the Galaxy like, games, if they released maybe all the of first that, three Mario parties, throw yeah. those in there, too. Yeah. But if you, if you put those on one cartridge and said, even if you said, hey, I want one hundred dollars for this, I would pay that. Absolutely. Pay yeah. That in a especially if it was if, if they've done the job of revamping, like I want to see a Mario 64 revamp like they did Ocarina of Time to the 3DS. Right. I want to see that kind of like improvement. I want to yeah, see yeah, graphics. Yeah. yeah. It, it would be sweet if they did like an unreal update to it. Oh, you think so? I I'd, I'd, like like I'd, how they did for Spyro and those games. Yeah. I mean, I the only thing that I worry about with that is maybe not Unreal Engine, but like bring it up to like Mario Odyssey's engine. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean, whatever their Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Current, Cuz I think yeah. sometimes I, I just meant, yeah. To my super. eye, Unreal Engine games they all kind of look like you can tell something's running on Unreal. They've got like a fun glow to them. Yeah. And like it's, it's the, very, certain games would look amazing. Yeah. Like Zelda would look very right. cool. But like at the same time, it, it's like it it's devoted so much to lighting where Mario is not exactly that type of. Game. Right. Like well, the it's like when, yeah. you know, when you had the source engine, every game that ran on source oh. looked the exact same. Yeah. It was Counter-Strike. Oh, like what skin did you throw on Counter-Strike? Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Uh, speaking of a uh, slight digression here, speaking of the source engine and those games uh, today with, you know, with the money that I made from selling Animal Crossing, I picked up uh, Half-Life Alex. Oh, Dave has been nonstop Dude. raving about that game. Oh, VR's, my gosh. Yeah. Where I can't wait to come out of this quarantine. That's the first thing we're doing. It honestly, it's it, hands down, like by a mile and a half, the best VR game I've ever played. Um, you see, that's what that's what I figured when we talked about Half Life. I was like, they're saving Half Life Three for at least virtual reality, and then this came out. So I think this is the bridge they were testing it. Yeah, I think we're yeah. we're on the cusp of something. And I mean, it's just it's great. It's the first. I don't, I don't mean to dog VR because I love my VR headset and I love playing VR games, but I feel like a lot of virtual reality games, they sort of, they, they use the fact that it's VR as a crutch and they lean They're on bottoming that. out with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, Hey, this game is fun because it's VR. Yep. And then this one is, Hey, this game is a ton of fun and it just so happens to be in VR. Yeah, um, exactly. They're yeah, like ignoring, they're like bypassing the fact that it's you you have to put on this headset. Right. But yeah. anyway, I, I digress uh, back to Mario because I could go off yeah. on Half-Life Alex forever. It's super good. Oh, Check yeah. it out if you have VR. Um, so there was this big jump, right? We, we they were they were considering developing it for uh, for Super Nintendo or a 3D Mario for Super Nintendo. And uh, there was this chip that was used uh, in the N64 that was going to be it, it was originally presented to um, to Sega, actually. And the CEO of Sega of America at the time said, no, we don't want this 3D chip. We just like they saw some like limitations with it, you know, but it was it was a fast chip that was able to be produced for a pretty low price. Um, And so Nintendo took that and ran with it. And then we got, you know, Mario 64 out of it, obviously. Now, did Sega, do you think they turned it down because they already knew the Dreamcast was going to go CD? I don't know. I think they were just still figuring out what type of 3D hardware they wanted. Yeah. You know what? I mean, because like at the time, I'm trying to think of like Dreamcast came out. What was it? 
Oh, gosh, 90, I don't know offhand. It was a few years after N64. It had to be. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But but still, yeah, I think they were they were probably in development. I mean, they were following the curve. PlayStation was going to go disc or they had already gone disc. And, you know, it, yeah, it's it's weird. Mario's always on that or Nintendo's always on that edge of I mean, even playing the switch, you've got what what, what, what do we call them? Like Cartridge. CDI card or yeah, yeah. little little cards. Yeah, it's they're always like changed up. The GameCube had tiny little baby discs, which were weird. Yeah, <laughs> and, but, yeah they, you know, what? they're trying it, though. I mean, shoot. Yeah. Whatever due. works. And these and these cards are the best yet. I mean, you know, tiniest with the most storage, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and it's so I just thought that was cool that they I think it was called. Um, uh, it was the chip was originally called like the Super FX chip or something like that. Um, okay. I don't know if that's that might be the one on the Super Nintendo um, that they tried to then get moved over. But um, so, so they wanted to find a way to obviously bridge this gap like this was the first 3d platformer really yeah i mean there were i'm sure there were others that had tried but i mean this this was like the pioneer in the same way that mario like the original super mario brothers was the pioneer of platforming i feel like every new generation mario ends up sort of setting the stage for what platformers are gonna be yeah Um, i mean having a free roam camera that not just being a full 3D game, the fact that you can control the camera and then your the right. perspective of your controls change. It, it it before they even had a second joystick, they were creating a second joystick, like the use of that for a third person game. Right, which well, is and incredible. you get this brand new move set as well. You know, you get this yeah. ability to sort of do like the the Z jump, where you do like the long jump, or the you know when you quick change direction and you backflip, or you know, it, and you know what's crazy that that reminds me. I wanted to talk about this. I remember the first time that you could hit B to punch, and yeah. I was like, Mario doesn't punch but now what 20 some odd years later punching is the most basic i'm like if he doesn't punch he's not mario right. like it's this weird like <laughs> what is i'm i feel so old now like we've seen this transition of like if zelda or if link doesn't have certain abilities in a game i'm like well wait a minute why did we, we, we he had it for the last 15 well, years what we, are we doing we talked about this during the zelda episode but you just made you reminded me um so that mechanic in mario 64 for those of you who haven't played it which if you haven't played it, uh, go on eBay tonight, buy an N64 and play this game. Uh, it's oh, it's amazing. Um, I mean, on across at full 10 out of 10, I will always go back to it. It is. It still across, holds up. It's a lot of fun. I was literally listening to uh, the, we're recording on a Monday, which we usually do. I listened to uh, another podcast called How Did This Get Played? Oh, OK, uh, Earwolf. And they play video games. And uh, one of the hosts, uh, she was mentioning that one of her she has a playlist devoted. It's called Dire Dire Docs. It's devoted to Mario 64 soundtrack and how amazing the Dire so Docs like the the uh, any music. She goes specifically the water levels in that game. The music alone is you should just have like playing on repeat. Yeah, just loop it in the background. Relax. It is magnificent. So they the the whole uh, I don't want to say gimmick of it, but the way that you sort of traverse the world. And we were talking about like these mini sandboxes is Mm -hmm. the the overworld is Peach's Castle. And then you go and you just sort of jump into these paintings and they transport you to these worlds where you can do submissions and uh, that sort of thing. But that idea was almost brought into Zelda Ocarina of Time as well. Now, I've got a question for you. Like it, we've talked about how Mario games, especially, and I guess we can start it with this one from this point on develop. They're like, 
Well, even with Mario three, you develop this gimmick of like, hey, you just it's not just a fire flower and an invincibility hat. You have all these other abilities. Right. And the game will the game will kind of focus now that you have these other abilities. There will be places you can get to now that you have these abilities. I mean, Super Mario Sunshine, you have a, a, a super soaker it, there. The, the it's it, each game kind of like Zelda games focus on like almost a special ability and they build it around that. Yeah. I'm almost wondering, do you think at any point that they were like, well, Mario 64 is going to be about Mario going to princess Peach's castle and she, he's got to fix the plumbing. And in each room you go into, you jump into a pipe to keep it traditional. But then they switched it to this like painting, like gimmick kind of this you know, I don't know I mean that's an, I think that's an interesting <laughs> train right? of thought I would have never I thought kind of just that. thought about that I'm like if they wanted to just make it pipes because it's the same thing you're jumping into a painting you're jumping right. into a pipe you know well and, I, I and do wonder be, though yeah. like sort of like you know it's the whole what came first the chicken or the egg what yeah. came first Zelda having this idea or Mario having this idea I'm guessing it was Mario because oh, I think that Mario absolutely. was in development first yeah but the other thing too is uh Epona was basically supposed to be in Mario 64 as well. Yoshi, right? Yeah, well, it was it was originally going to be just straight up a horse like uh, Mario with a horse. Yes. Yeah, Shigeru Miyamoto was like really interested in what it would be like to have Mario riding this horse around and traversing the world oh, that way. And but man, like why recreate that? You have Yoshi. You have a thing he already rides. Well, and that's, like, and that's you know why they saying? scrapped it. Yeah, they they were like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like we'd rather it be Yoshi if we did that. I would even rather give him a Mario Kart. Right. <laughs> like, you know, like if you're not going to ride a, a thing, like what do we? That's weird. Yeah. yeah. No, that was that was definitely like a little bit of a strange one. Well, and I mean, speaking of strange stuff, too, have you heard voice clips of what Mario originally sounded like? No. Uh, it's terrifying, Dave. Oh, goodness. It's we absolute, need to post that link. Yeah, no, it's horrifying. Um, I was able to track it down because I heard someone there was I was reading an article that mentioned that he sounded like basically a horror show. But I is I, it the same voice actor. Yeah. Charles Martinet. Okay. Uh, and it was, <laughs> you know what Toad sounds like? Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, I'm over here. Oh, I'm Toad. Ah. Yeah. Like kind of yeah. like screechy and scratchy. There's clips of Mario jumping around in front of the castle. He's like, yeah. Oh, God. And so he was doing Toad's voice, but Mario lines. Yeah. So, oh, no, yeah. it's, it's terrifying. <laughs> so that's what they but like. They were already making the biggest Italian stereotype you've ever seen. Right. So like, why? What are we talking about? You're like, you're just like kind of just beating around the bush at that point. <laughs> the, 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 the video that I found, like the the title above it. Uh, it's posted. We'll, we'll post it um, on our Instagram as well if you guys want to check it out. But it's on Uproxx and it says Mario's original voice was a screechy horror show. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it. I mean, Toad is a screechy horror show. So, yeah, yeah, Toad really is. It all works. <laughs> um, so there was uh, Mario 64, but then we also had Mario Kart 64, uh, which came oh. to North America in 97. So it's it's crazy. Every every time we I even think about Mario Kart 64 or even Diddy Kong Racing and Nintendo 64 had so many revolutionary games that I have. I will never lose these vivid, vivid memories of getting them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like playing them. I remember Mario Kart. We got in springtime around Easter, like in and like playing these games just nonstop playing uh, uh, just nonstop mario 64 yeah it was just for yeah, for me I'm it was rambling now <laughs> mario 64 has one of my favorite video game memories tied to it 
Yeah. Um, because it was the first time in my life that I saved up enough money to buy my own video game. So this was yours. Well, no. Oh, uh -oh. I saved up and I bought it for my brother. Because what? Yeah, what because a good brother. I guess I, that's why I thought that he would enjoy having it. And I was like, you know what? I saved up some money. I want to get a gift for my brother. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's the extreme machine for you. That's the extreme that's, machine. Uh... If, you, if you guys haven't listened to the uh, to the, the live episode. <laughs> yes. Our Disney or uh, uh, our Disney live episode. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. I told we'll a find really, out some fun, fun facts about Zach. I'm going to. Yeah, I'll tease it here. I told a really embarrassing story about myself. From when I was a child, and it involves uh, rollerblades, and, and with my rollerblades being as most '90s stories do. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was the '90s. Everybody rollerbladed yeah. everywhere. You had your they were if they were not on, they were in the near vicinity. And so then then it turned into on. heelys, which just got tucked into your shoes, and then eventually just shoes. Yeah, I mean, come on. Did you have heelys, Dave? No, you didn't. Because like I was just past the cusp, I think age wise of Heelys. Yeah, and I was also like a big old gangly freak. So if you think <laughs> about me, I'm currently six foot five. So imagine that <laughs> wheeling down the hallway at you, like it's already like a net. You know, remember when you would see them? You still see them to this day. Like you'll see like someone riding Heelys in a crowd. Dude, I want Heelys kind of, again. They float. Me and Shelby talk about like that all the time. We're like, we want Heelys. You can get them. You got oh you can get adult heel you can get adult heelys that light up I know and it surprises me because like she doesn't want a rollerblade because she's afraid you know because she uh, broke her ankle so she's oh, afraid yeah. that rollerblading she'll screw up her oh, ankle but she'll like heelys no big deal with heel heelys yeah <laughs> yeah they're like I feel even more unsafe there's no ankle support <laughs> but anyway so yeah so I bought yeah. <laughs> I guess back to Mario well, guys I'm sorry we digress but uh, I bought Mario Kart 64 uh, for my brother and I just remember we played that game. We played Mario Kart non freaking yeah. stop. That was it. It was and when his friends, my brother's friends would come over or when my my friends would come over, when Dave, Dave Simons would come over. Mario Kart. That was it. If there because we had we would you would bring a controller. Eventually, we had four controllers in our house. Right. You know, you and, just and if you own listening, we're talking about Mario Kart 64. There was a Mario Kart for Super Nintendo. Um, it, it, there was, and I never really played it too much. I didn't either. Mario Kart 64 was my kind of. It's it's interesting though. So Mario Kart for Super Nintendo was created in response to, uh, I believe it was F Zero, because yeah. F Zero was so popular, but it was so serious. You know, it was a it was a very serious sort of uh, almost gritty racing game, and so they wanted to make a game that was like just fun racing. So they came up, and I think it's a it's a little better paced for the software yeah or the i guess well, the hardware and originally say, like, it wasn't even mario kart they just wanted to make a go-karting game and they uh they had a guy just with like a helmet and overalls as your racer and eventually and like i think you could do it was like two moves you could throw an oil slick and you could uh something else i forget what the other move was but then shigeru miyamoto came in and was like try using a banana, like throw a banana in there. Yeah. And then that led to the idea of having Donkey Kong in there, which eventually led to it well, being, this, Oh, let's use Mario characters. Let's make it Mario Kart. And I mean, we can say, I'm sure this is an official thing and if not, it should be, but we can say that because of Mario Kart for SNES, we have Mario party, super smash brothers, every single oh, yeah. Mario tennis, Mario golf, Mario, yeah, Mario and, strikers, and like every single Mario looking at Mario Kart 64. I yeah. mean, it was, it, it still holds up to this day. Like you can sit down and play Mario Kart 64. It doesn't look super right pretty now, anymore, but yeah, I will still 
whoop ass in Mario oh, Kart yeah. 64. It, it is that R slide. They introduced the R slide. Yeah. And yeah, you know all the secret paths like on Koopa Troopa Beach. You know uh, the Rainbow Road jump trick right at the beginning. I, I could never get that one. It's it's a pain. It's I can still you still have I still have trouble landing it. I always like run short or like shoot way past it. But you've just got to you can basically cut the map in half. Right. If right. you want it, like if you jump right away at the well, beginning. And something that I thought was I mean, OK, so we see this all the time in in gaming where they are going to try to introduce a concept and it ends up being cut before production really finishes up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like Mario Kart and Mario 64, especially they had a lot of, uh, a lot of cut content. Like they were originally going to have, um, split screen multiplayer for Mario 64. Really? Yeah. They, they like wanted co-op? to, so you could, have, so you could have like Luigi in there and all that. Well, that'd be fun. Like competing in the same like open world. Yeah. Um, be a and lot like, of I fun. think they were going to, originally they wanted to have like the, um, the flagpoles that you see at like the end of the original Mario levels, they wanted to have those in the game. Oh yeah. I mean, instead of like stars or something like that. Yeah. Like you would just get yourself to the end of the flagpole, like reach the end of the level. But that makes me wonder though, at what point in production did they say, Hey, let's not have it just be a flagpole, but instead let's, you know, let's introduce multiple outcomes to this. Like you can, you can go and race this turtle or you can fight King Babam or. Well, it's, it's kind of the fun idea because, what they you you have to collect something and if i bet at one point it was keys just to quote unquote unlock things before it became stars because you're like at at certain points in the game you'll be like hey i can open this door or that door and go to like a different or do two different levels at the same time because i've i've charged i decided to keep playing this level and get all the stars in it right so it i think they were like well we have to You'd be collecting flags and that you have to have a counter going, I think. And I think that was they realized, well, with this open world, we've got to have something that can like delineate what you can unlock in the future that you can continue to count. Well, and I I wouldn't even be surprised if it was coins, if you were collecting, if the main thing was a coin at the end of the level at one point. But then they're like, well, we should have a lot of coins. I I think that one of my favorite unlocks is when you get all of the stars what is it? I think like 120 oh, yeah. uh, and you get up to Yoshi, get up to Yoshi, you get a hundred free yeah. lives. But uh, so there was something else that I read. I, I had to bring this the up. The first game we all 100% completed. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it was. Um, yeah. I, I mean, for me anyway, but Dave, I think you're going to get a kick out of this. We talk about this all the time. These old games had such an obsession with like disc drives and making new things yeah. for disc drives. Here so we go. there was supposedly, there was a Super Mario 64 2 that was in development for the uh, 64 DD. Yikes. Yeah. That DD, man, they just kept like, we're going to do this. We're Especially with these early games, you could tell. Then they just dropped. Well, it. and it seems like, so from everything that I can see, the, the disk drive sold, it was like less than 100,000 units in Japan, which... You know, at the, at the time, like Japan is was like the hub for gaming. Yeah, they're the market. And so when they saw <laughs> that it was a flop, they basically killed everything that was going to be out for the disk drive. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, well, so they know that an American audience is especially at that time is not going to buy technology that the Japanese market is not buying. Right. Right. Exactly. Especially when it's their hometown, their company like this is a flop. Why? Why waste the money? Right. 
Exactly. So I, I don't know, there, but there were a lot of those. Like when I was doing the research for this episode, there were so many things that the most interesting thing to me was how much went unused. Like there were, I was even reading that there was, um, and this was from uh, a forum. I don't have the, the user's name, but uh, apparently there are a bunch of like even unused animations for Mario things like, um, and this is on the VG facts forum. So you guys can find this and check out this thread. It's really interesting. Um, like Mario putting on his hat faster, um, alternate oh. animations for when he's riding a shell, um okay yeah like unused running animations like a, a forward side flip that so there was there was a lot i think that was ahead of its time for this game that sort of oh, yeah. went into future games i mean even like the the mechanic of the fact that you could run jump and then slide like do a, a front forward dive slide like a you know like diving into a, a first base on in a baseball game right they they created and the fact like you said riding around on a turtle shell like a skateboard that's you're creating physics engines you're yeah. not just putting mario in 3d you're not just having a run you are now creating different physics for different it, they it's like they discover this and then like a whole box like pandora's box just opened yeah. up for them. yeah and it's yeah. i don't know i think that we're, we're we're getting close to the end of our time so i i did yep. want to talk really quick if we're thinking about the future of Super Mario 64 uh, in regards to this potential remaster, what would you want to see out of that? Is there any extra content that you would want to see brought out of that? Oh, yeah. Give us some of these like unreleased levels. Like you said, these unreleased animations, maybe give him a another ability because he could do Metal Mario. Uh, right. He could be invisible and then you could do a flying. Let's give him a fourth. Also, hey, what would be I don't see I mean, there are certain levels like the race levels that have dynamics that would affect like multiplayer. But I don't see why not. We couldn't bring this game into like a, a multiplayer hub somehow. Right. Make or at least make like if you want to go online, you can play levels you've beaten. There will be certain stars you can collect, like do co-op objectives or hey, even here we go. There's a co-op star for every single world now. Right. So they let's add a little bit. Let's amp, amp, amp up all the graphics and engines to like what Mario games are running now and then add some sort of fun multiplayer or like have like a, a board for speed runs or you, something. You know what else could be kind of cool? I don't know if it would like ruin the uh, the feeling of jumping into a painting. But if like the second you jumped into a painting, if there was like some sort of cool animation of you actually going into the world. And it was yeah. seamless. Like there was not, there wasn't like a load time. Like you jump in and it's like, whoa, 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 you just, and yeah, you watch him like fall in like Alice in Wonderland. Right. Style. Like yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. I think little improvements like that and getting yeah. like polish going on like that would be nice. Um, yeah. As well as, and I mean, it's the only real big critique that I have, but uh, tightening up the controls a little bit, I think would be good. Oh yeah. I mean, yep. they, you know, but, it was I mean, N64, they didn't, it was the first like big 3d platformer. So there was, of course, the controls weren't polished, but if I think this the second you bring it up into like 4K and HD, all that stuff, you have to. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, I mean, you'd still like he has a slipperiness to him. Like, sure. Mario doesn't stop on a dime, but it'll adapt to. You know, well, I want that. And you it's know, like, I don't want him to stop. Uh, I don't know. They could even basically bring in. I would be OK with it if they brought in keep his move set from Super Mario 64, but bring in the control scheme of Mario Odyssey. And you're done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. There you go. I mean, it can't be 
I, I and I'm not a game developer, so you guys, I don't know, but I feel like it can't be that difficult to pull Super Mario Odyssey's assets and move sets and just build rebuild the Mario 64 levels. I just can't imagine it'd be that oh, hard, no. but I don't know. I'm not a game developer. Yeah, and like buff some things and then, you know, kind of take away some certain, you know, just adapt it to right, certain right. objectives. Well, but yeah, we did want to give a, a, a quick just thank you to everyone listening. Um, yeah, Dave, I don't know what's been going on, man. I'm, I'm posting the same type of stuff that I have been. But like our Instagram following, like we just hit over 500. It's um, wild, which is nuts. And we just we really appreciate it, you guys. So if you're listening from Instagram, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Please consider yes. subscribing to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you're listening. Uh, that helps us out a ton and give us like a review and a rating, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. And then if you're not following on Instagram, well, what the heck are you doing? Follow us on Instagram. It's at uh, franchise unpacked. Uh, if you want to, you can follow me on Instagram at the Zach Rogers. And you can follow me at the Dave of Wonders. And uh, yeah, that's I, I think that's pretty much it for Super Mario 64 and uh, and Mario Kart. We're yeah. we're still sort of picking what we're going to end up doing for next week. So so stay tuned there. But we're going to be continuing Mario for the rest of April. It'll be something. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, and like always happens is there's probably going to be some huge announcement between now and Friday when this episode releases. That's going to totally null and void half of what we said. But you know what? It's all right. Yep. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. So, st- <laughs> so stick around. You're going to be learning with us as we go. But uh, we really appreciate you guys listening and we will see you next week. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.